Welcome back to the Insider Knowledge Podcast. I'm Akato, joined by, of course, the illustrious uh, World Championship Qualifier winner, Drizoff, uh, and then... Goodbye, Some guy. Um, so, Some you know, I, we're doing okay here. We're doing... How was your guys' weekend? How you guys doing? You know, after the last Open. That good, huh? I'll let you know. I feel great. Um, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I had a great weekend. You know, I I got to play some uh, some TF Nila day one. Um, you know, made top cut. It was a great time. Top cut basically guaranteed me worlds, so I was very excited uh-huh. for that. You know, I went to the day two, and I was like, okay, we'll win like one game or something. Uh, and then I, you know, I just I don't know. I felt like I felt like after one one, why not win a few more? And uh, yeah, I ended up uh, maybe scamming my way into winning an open. So. Mm-hmm. Did you guys also have, you know, similar experiences? Yeah, I had very good... I, I don't know, I have kind of interesting open experience. I queued in, and then I realized that I could only win two decks, and the last deck just didn't show up. I don't know, it was weird. I played Tristana deck, and, like, I didn't see Tristana basically were open, so... That was kind of weird. Um, That was a weird experience. But then I kind of enjoyed the day, too. I was doing 14 hours of casting. It was a lot of checks around, but overall, it was very good two days, and I had fun in the end. Of course, kind of set to uh, not make it in, but in the end, I would need to win that open to qualify towards. Um, you know, I guess I should get better, and hopefully, I'm gonna win or get second place at LCQ now. Yeah, I had a very good time. I mean, we talked previously about like I don't really like Eternal in general, but uh, uh, didn't like this meta, so I decided to not play because I don't really have to, and I mean. Pretty much any meta that I hate playing, I still enjoy watching. Like even these metas that I like absolutely loathe, like Siren Song, uh, still was fun to watch. And uh, I had fun mm-hmm. watching the open. I watched a lot of Ikado. So yeah. it was a lot of hype. Like it was just so many stories happening. Like you know, so many people fighting for the points, right? Fighting for the final points to qualify for Worlds. Uh, it was in EU, especially like the, having the finals, even Kuve against Broken Ball, that was for actually qualifying yeah. the world. And uh, like it was, it was so hype. Also, you was fi- so, and it was also hype with, for example, Friday we were making finals to qualify as well. So very, very hype things. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean this to say that like Ikado's finals that he won was not hype, but it was incredibly hype to watch like an EU finals that was just very clear cut. Winner goes to Worlds, loser does not. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, really cool to see. Um, yeah, no, especially, you know, for two people who historically haven't done particularly well in the opens, right? Like, Broken Ball's had trouble breaking past, like, top 16, right? Um, and then Kuvi, I don't know if his, you know, made it past, like, top 32. You know, it's topped quite a few, but, you know, sort of, um, yeah, had trouble, like, really making it there. So, at the end of the day, both of them making it into that finals game and, uh, you know, having the high stakes on it. It was really exciting to watch. And then Kuvi, you know, assuming that they get their ladder points is world qualified, right? Yeah, look at it, the lineup. You can also like to watch it, right? Uh, when you then uh, use the two BB decks um, after that for your win, yeah, so. yeah. You know, I, you know, I had a really fun day one. That's what I'll say. I had a really fun day one where I played, uh, you know, Dream Vi, um, which is like mm-hmm. a pretty fun OTK deck, and then I played Aphelios Victor, which is like one of the most fun decks of all time. I love that shit. And then TF Nila, also an incredibly fun deck that you know maybe was a little bit scarier. Uh, to like pick up wins with than it should have been but you know it ended up working out day one uh day two you know i was like okay i'll i'll, I'll change things up a little bit try and target the meta i worked a lot with kuvi who won the eu uh open and uh kuvi was like 
Um, don't play my lineup. Play Broken Ball's lineup. I'm pretty sure Broken Ball's lineup yeah. is broken. Just play that and like get rid of Karma Set SI because that deck is bad. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll play his lineup. And uh, you know, I put in Karma Set P and Z because Aurora's been saying that it's been really good. And obviously, Aurora won the APAC Open. So I kind of just net decked uh, a bunch of finalists, you know, and brought it all together. And uh, yeah, I was able to take it down. Yeah, that's very funny about the uh, yeah, NIT people like because of course like they have one of advantage, right? They can see what's doing good, what's being played, what the field's gonna look like because as be honest, the fields usually tend to look very, very mm -hmm. similar. It's also based on that because yeah, people can just look what's what's happening. And of course that's also advantage, also it can be disadvantage because then you know you know you have prepared your lineup, you have like I don't know, Jackson in lineup, and then you see it's the most play deck in uh, Apex, it's most played like in EU, you know, should I still stay on it, right? That's like something that definitely comes into mind. It's going to be kind of interesting to maybe see then the difference at words where NA people not going to have this ability, right? To see what's doing good and stuff. Yeah, I I remember a comment, I think it was in uh, Ikato's post-win thing, where I would definitely agree that it's a significant advantage in knowing what the meta is probably going to look like. I don't think it's as much of uh, a relevance in terms of like direct deck copying, but knowing what metas are going to look like definitely is a, a thing that matters. Yeah, I, I think like stealing this and like first timing them like isn't usually the strat. You know, obviously I'm saying that after doing exactly <laughs> that and winning with it. Um, yeah. You know, you ask me how many games I had on Jacksorn and TLC before this. Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> But yeah, so I, I do think that the big thing is just like knowing an expected meta, right? Like, yeah. you know, we see not only is Jaxorn really good, there's a lot of people on it. Um, you know, it's not just like, you know, people might be on Jaxorn, it's like people are on Jaxorn and are probably yeah. going to be on Jaxorn because it's performing. So you can sort of, you know, come in and be like, okay, I'm going to be targeting Jaxorn because yeah. I'm going to find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Apex started off at 28 Jaxorn and then EMEA went to 32. Um... And EMEA even had the, like, wild situation where you might notice that there are 32 Jax Orns, and there are 33 Orns and 33 Jaxes. Yeah, there's one yeah. timeline and one uh, Gwen Orn, I think. Yeah, One I mean, of them's, the... like, a Gwen Udyr, and yeah. then, Gwen. yeah. It just has Orn for some reason, but, yeah, I mean, the, like, Ornless Jax deck, which Rico, Rico mm -hmm. Rex really was big into, I don't think that one's that egregious. I do think, like, that deck should probably just be a variant of Jax Orn that still plays Orn. Um, but that one is just like, okay, this is a fine deck. The I think Orn... it's more like standard deck now, isn't it? I, I think it's most standard deck, isn't it? Yeah, definitely more in standard, but uh, I... Jax Orn doesn't really give a shit about formats, and you're just like, cool, I'll move to it. is broken everywhere. Well, I mean... It doesn't, yeah, it played the 34 same card. Uh, then you realize that you have the best five drop in the game, like Mender. Yeah. Man, that card is just so good. Like, Earth Blood so Mender. Crazy. I, you know, I, 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 once upon a time, right, said, you know, we don't really want Freljord to be a healing region. I was like, I don't know, they have a lot of healing already. It's kind of weird, but sure. Uh, and then after playing, you know, with and against Hearth Blood Mender, I'm like, okay, yeah, Freljord should not be the healing region. This card is absolutely fucking absurd. This card is so broken and so good that it got us to cut Glacial Sorion from Jaxord. Yeah. That's how broken this card is. <laughs> because it's 5 mana 6 10, man. It's yeah. 5 mana 6 7 when it comes. It can heal 3, so basically it's 6 10. Uh, that also heals your Nexus for 3 for some reason. As well, 
if you think about it, it's even better because you're forging weapon and that weapon that can get copied and you know, so it's even better. So it can be actually when you think about it, up to eight twelve for five mana. Like yeah, and yeah. The extra just... stats it's giving are recurring. Uh, it's it has such a <laughs> massive body. I mean, so I'm not the biggest Shaxorn fan, um, but I net decked Broken Ball's list, which I think is the one you have up there, which, you know, it's running a lot less combat tricks, but instead it's on the uh, uh, Avarice and Outriders, mm -hmm. which is the Allegiance card. Um, yeah. And this list just, like, absolutely fucking hosed people. Like, it just puts out big stats after big stats after big stats. This fucking and card... That card's I, I broken. Don't, I don't know why people aren't just playing three copies of this in every Jaxorn deck. Like, I, I don't know, like, slapping a fucking equipment on this thing? Oh, yeah. I won so many right. games because of this card. I won so many mirrors because of this card. Yeah. This card is absurd. This card is absurd. Yeah. I don't know. It came up with like Bodier, where I was like molding about how like the best way of dealing with like Bodier. Um, it wasn't so much like specifically Bodier, it was the community kitchen cooking, where it was like this two drop that comes into play and like puts a unit into a, like, landmark, which is, like, gonna be really fucked up if it happens with, like, Bodier, because all of a sudden Shurima Countdown is just, like, oh, I'll put a Bodier into Stasis on turn two, accelerate the crap out of this card, get a Bodier on, like, turn five, six, whatever. Go mm -hmm. with Talia. <laughs> and it's, like, there's this, like, very obvious counter-argument of, like, well, like, Explorers are really good against that play pattern. It's, like, okay, great. Do you know what the best Explorer is? It's this fucker. Who's in Freljord? <laughs> so the answer is like, oh, uh, I'm I'm gonna play Freljord to beat that. Um, what what might I want to play with Freljord? Oh, Bodier. Uh, maybe I'll put it into play with this two drop and try and cheat it out with accelerants. It's like this self perpetuating cycle which Jaxorn also has, where it's like, oh, I want to play Jaxorn because it's the best deck in the game. Well, I'd like to play some adventurers. Um, oh, I can just play those in Jaxorn. Ah, I'm done here. It is really funny that um, when I was talking with Kuvi about, like, you know, it's like, I want to target Jaxorn. And Kuvi's like, okay, Broken Ball's TLC deck, great at that. I'm like, okay, I'll bring TLC. Karma set, great at that. Okay, I'll bring Karma set. You have to bring Jaxorn. I'm like, I don't want to bring Jaxorn. You have to bring Jaxorn. Okay, I'll bring Jaxorn. And then you look at Broken Ball's list, and it's like, triple uh, <laughs> fucking explorer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's pretty good in the mirror. That's pretty okay. Mm -hmm, um, yeah, yeah it, no, the card's very good. Also, the Outriders card is very good. I know that we were thinking about it a lot of time. We were using it, you know, we were using it in the Ali's uh, Varden last Eternal patch as well. And that got me also very high. Yeah, the, the, the front up is very good and very underrated. And yeah. when you're able to just, it's just the, the power level of of Ferret is so crazy good that yeah. it just allows you to just go basic and mono. And like, you have some misses, of course. You have six misses here. Yeah, Jacks, uh, it looks... and fish fight, but... It looks a lot worse than it is because you see all this brown. You're like, oh, I've got three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve misses. Like that's a shit ton of misses. But like six of them are Freljord. They don't count. It it shows them yeah. as Jack's region. They're Freljord. So yeah. yeah. One thing I do want to say on Explorers, I feel like we talk about Explorers every podcast. In every podcast, we say a different one's the best one. I feel like Explorers are really well implemented in the game, and that like a lot of them are really good. A lot of them are really playable. When I start playing against, like, the... Uh, uh, I, I was playing Karma Set, right? And, and my Karma yeah. Set was running uh, the Yordle Pioneer. Um, and that card's broken as shit in Karma Set. And it's like, like all of the Explorers are good. Other than... I mean, the, the PNZ uh, build one is still just yeah. a 1-4 blocker. You know, so, like, it's kind of yeah, shit. But it, I think all of them are really good. It's yeah, honestly frustrating because, like... 
this card is seeing play because like there's a bunch of decks that literally control F elusive. And it's like the, the card has elusive. That's good enough text for me. Um and I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes sense because like Bilgewater has heavy metal and uh PNC has aftershock. aftershock so like yeah. they were the best regions at handling like landmarks and equipment prior to the existence of explorers. But it is kind of frustrating that it's like okay, well, like, if I'm not interested in playing Aftershock or Heavy Metal, I just, like, don't have an Explorer because this card is so ass. And, like, yeah, this guy's biggest thing is just that it has a fat ass. He just has four yeah. health and, like, will block something. And, like, yeah. that that's it. That's the beginning, middle, and end of it. The yeah. broken thing about Portal Pioneer, I, I was super down on this card when it first came out. I thought it was bad. Um, But then, you know, you play Karma Set, style decks which is like if seraphine does a similar yeah. thing where it's like you just need something that just like chumps because like yeah. chumping heals you like four and like it doesn't actually need a trade none of your shit trades anyway in an ionia deck yeah this deck this card is good <laughs> yeah yeah it's like outs are funny but it's because you know it's because one mana so you can then tag out play it again get there again yeah. i definitely i definitely did underestimate this one and the uh, fair one i just thought do i would still agree that i think the noxus is still the best but of course, I think issue of this card is that we don't have any decks to use it in. And yeah, I mean, I do think this card is like pretty solid, especially in standard. Like, uh, Shrima's like just dead. That region simply does not exist. Like, that region exists, so you can put a swinging glaive on Akshan on turn three and just pray. Like, that that is that region. Um, and Noxus, like, maybe got resurrected because of Dragon and like specifically Dragon plus Might. But prior to Dragon, like, that region didn't exist while Explorers were in the game. Also, do that you don't want to use it in because, like, I think if when you play Dragon, you're usually going like Tempo, and this is not like Tempo card. So, I think like, that's the big thing, know. right? Is that like these are, you know, a, a lot of these are going to see play based off like whether the regions have control decks that are interested in actually dealing with your opponent's landmarks and weapons. Yeah. Um, I think the only different, the only one that isn't that like that is uh, Demacia Froliard because that one just has like a really good combat uh yeah. keyword. I mean, if you remember, like, pre-rotation, there's Laurent Protégé, which would, like, occasionally see play, which is a 2-4 challenger. That is it. There's no extra gravy. I used to play Protégé all the time because it blocked really well into aggro, and, like, yeah. you just want extra challengers with, like, Shen. It certainly occasionally saw play. It usually wasn't, like, just slam 3x or whatever. I think the only time yeah. you did that was, like, with barred decks where you were just, like, desperate for any keyword because stats were free. Yeah. Um... And, like, this card, first of all, like, it's only one stat down from Laurent Protégé. It gives you an Explorer spell, which, like, probably compensates you for that stat. And also, like, is in Freljord, which didn't have access to Protégé prior. Yeah. And it's a Weapon Master, right? That's the thing. Like, it's mostly because of Weapon Master. I think if Weapon Master was something, this card is much, much weaker. But because Weapon Master are so strong and... <laughs> the amount of times the opponent would kill my Jax and I just slap Jax weapon on this thing, it's like, oh, I, yeah. I just have a quick attack. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's why I kind of issue, like, with the Jax on deck, like, if you want to talk about it, like, like the second, like, they have the forges and you don't have answer to weapons, like, sure, you could eject that is big because he's forge, but then he's got the weapons and it's one mana plus two plus two quick attack and you're like, oh, I guess I just lose, right? And, like, how, how well it just snowballs and, like, how well it just takes over the game, it just something that i just mind on with this deck and yeah i i'm just i i it is like should just go yeah. i don't know what's the nerf exactly i think commander as a cat should get hit in eternal but that's eternal and standard 
it's probably the one that I think the apprentice is just crazy good and like apprentice into GX is just so broken like yeah I mean there's a lot of stuff that like probably needs to happen around and surrounding Jax Horn but like I don't know I've just remembered games where like I had a game recently against like Shen Demacia where I had an Orn and it had a Jax weapon on it for a bit and it was attacking a couple of times my opponent managed to live through it they managed to kill my Orn um, I hadn't leveled Jax, the Lantern Deneb weapon, but I did have like an 1110 Lantern. And I was just like, put this on an Omen Hawk. Give me a unit every turn. You're never fucking Damn. killing this Omen Hawk. If you do, Damn. I'm slapping it on something else. And it's just like, right. I, I think another thing, like, okay, so, you know, we've talked about like standard as a whole, you know, like yeah. being in like the shroud of like just mid range shit. And like, even if we answer Jaxorn, I don't necessarily know if that like fixes standard. Um, yes. I think that what would be nice is if we had like Ionia or SI or Noxus control decks that, you know, existed in the game in standard so we can deal with these decks. Um, because like, as we saw, like I played, you know, an SI and an Ionia control deck and I was farming Jaxorn all day in Eternal, right? And like, yeah. it would be nice if we had those types of options available in, um, in standard. Yeah. When I was looking through it, like, for this kind of like historical perspective on standard like one of the things that like really stood out to me is there's like regions that are just non-functional which like we definitely have talked about previously but it's stuff like shadow Isles. i mean like there is heimer nora now there's this like failure ramp deck deep i mean there's some gwen decks i mean that's like literally it in the top 50 for si decks like SI just doesn't really feel functional. Noxus, since the nerf of, like, Samira, doesn't really feel functional. Like, sure, Ash LeBlanc has seen some play occasionally. Maybe Dragon puts it back together. But, like, regions are both, like, non-functional or very, very fragile. Where, like, Noxus is a great example of that. Like, Noxus was propped up by Samira. Noxus was doing fine, fine, fine. You nerf Samira. Region fucking dies. Like, never coming back. But we got Dragon yeah. now. Like, I think Noxus is quite carried by Dragon, probably by the six mana. Dragon is kind of the new Samira. Um, it's just much more linear and much less interesting in the way that's being in, you know put in. Because like I think that the the Dragon we talked about previously, how we felt like it was a pretty good card that just like was going to be gated by whether or not we could find a home for it. Uh, but it turns out slapping Might on this card is a deck in and of itself, and we're just we're building decks around them. Yeah, I yeah. do think the like goal with Dragon is to find decks that are interested in playing Dragon and interested in playing Might, because some of this stuff like where you're like clearly trying to cheese people with Dragon, I don't think that's going to be good because that's just like too easy to deal with. But when you're playing like I don't know Leona Noxus, and you're like, I'm interested in playing Might, I'm interested in playing Dragon sometimes. I draw might and I draw dragon and I can try and cheese you, but I'm not like obligated to do that. I just yeah, it's, can't. It's, it's Lona, it's Tristana probably. It's it's we um, saw somewhere at now as well. Uh, I think something yeah. like that might be thinky. And yeah, as well, yeah, I was saying that especially when we had the reveal. But yeah, I just don't know if there's gonna be Noxus deck. And it seems that yeah, uh, the decks are warping around the dragon because the dragon card is just it's not very good. It's just six mana card that deals mana effect basically and that being big challenger and as said with the might it also becomes a threat and that's actually something i wasn't even considering with might but because i think even with, without my discard it's pretty good uh but i just wasn't sure about the home and we just found it probably yeah it's definitely solid one of the things that does did surprise me about this card is 
I felt like you would have to be cheesing people with this card for it to be good. But it turns out, like, as long as you have the option to cheese people, like, I don't think stuff like Slain is going to be good because of this card. If you can't put Might on this card, I think it's kind of a joke of a card. But as soon as you are able to Might it, um, I think it's good. I think that, like, Nora Swain that was playing it in Eternal, like, seemed pretty reasonable because this card, like, in against mid-range decks is, like, something that, shoot, you know, Tribeam's on play and then also trades into their biggest guy, yeah. right? Like, this is a pretty good value unit. Um, and it's just, I, I think when I saw the card, I was like, oh, it's going to be this big value unit. Uh, the issue is it's a big value unit that also just fucking OTKs you sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've been playing with Gwen. I've been playing it with, you know, all sorts of things. This card has single-handedly brought Kato out of retirement. Um, you know, this is a uh, yeah. this is a real ass card. Yeah, uh, we know the grass here is a bit standard in Swen with Swen because Swen is kind of unplayable in standard. But yeah, in the turn it was it was a decent neck, the nurse Swen. Yeah, I was trying like Alawi just like without Swain, and you know instead we're just playing Flame Spitter, and that seems like it. You know, potentially there's a lot of there's a lot of Might decks we're building right now, and eventually we'll probably end up you know boiling it down to the one or two that are actually good. Um, but yeah, right now we're uh, we're spitting it up. But also, it's like counterable strategy as well, right? Let's be honest, like, if opponent plays Venture or Hash Wins, like, the strategy gets much, much weaker. Yeah, I mean, I just really feel like that goes back to the thing of, like, if you were forced to cheese people for wins, like, your deck sucks. But as soon as you're, like, playing a fine deck and you can also cheese people, I'm, like, very interested in this. Yeah, that's why I'm think... like, interested in. I think I'm, as a practice, and I seems something that I'm interested in, because I think Tristan, I'm. I think Tristan as a card is very good. I, th yeah. I think her package is pretty bad though, and that's my maybe issue. Uh, I think Mayor but... and Grandpa and like Bandle Commander are kind of like broken cards. Um, but beyond that, like if you aren't hitting like Mayor and Grandpa every game, like your your deck definitely has a significant. It, it feels a lot worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tristan has been team and a wink on. That's something that I just like. I think just very powerful. Yeah, Tristan is definitely solid, and I would definitely be interested in exploring like. I mean, we saw, like, way, like, second Glorian Navori standard. There was tons and tons of Tristana decks, and mm -hmm. there was, like, the Tristana Noxes with, like, Teemo, or sometimes you'd burn your Samira on it. But that mm -hmm. one was, like, well and truly aggro. I would be pretty interested in seeing, like, a Tristana Noxus that isn't just, like, aggro for the sake of playing aggro um because yeah, i played something like this today and it was felt pretty good but not sure on it yet uh but yeah it was definitely like back in the time i would say that this and noxus was probably the weakest one i think it was like the first that came in but then we figured it like bridge with the demacia and even ionia what i remember was like better uh, but... i don't think ionia was better <laughs> Uh, it's certainly it one had, of the decks of all time. Yeah. It, it 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 made it had bigger success in the open than Noxus one. I think well, the big thing is that the Noxus one was like. Made the pro, I think we did. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. The Ioni one, I was always a little bit sus on, but I do think that Tristana like has potential in standard. Yeah. Like, even I mean, last standard, Roji was playing uh the Bilgewater one, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Bilgewater. I don't know. Bilgewater is really weird because like. Boat got buffed to draw Jack, and I'm not entirely sure you even play one Jack. Just yeah, a little sad. Yeah, I don't think sad. he's playing, yeah, <laughs> playing Jack. Um, he's just playing Boat, and you know because Prize Fight's yeah. a good card. Um, that deck did make very good use of Prize Fight, but yeah, the Noxus one also gets you the Noxus Explorer, which is multi-region, um, which is relevant. But yeah, 
Maybe, maybe it's like Norwich or Stan or something. You know, it's the reinvention of uh, Broadmain. Just gotta believe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, you could always yeah. just. I mean, you can always just like play uh, Nar, like the Bilgewater one, because you're allowed to play Nar, and Nar is a pretty solid card. But yeah, yeah. Good. agreed. Nar, Nar, very good. Who knew? Yeah, it's um, like one of the like more balanced. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good design, for example. That, I, I still think Tisna is very good design. I think that's like very good design champions that yeah. I'm happy to see. But I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen in standard in the future. And I'm kind of curious about the LCQ meta. Because we're doing this podcast maybe too early, uh, but we couldn't do otherwise. So it's very, very early to say something what's good. So yeah. Um, I mean, we did have like tournaments and there weren't like that many changes because they're all targeting eternal um but yeah i think eternal it, it's kind of it, it feels a little bit like a dud because we just came off this eternal meta where like we could talk about the eternal meta right we could be like Aphelios victor was super cool but like everyone got off of it day two because it was just like getting targeted um yeah. and we could talk about like the voltron dream vibe being really strong there's a lot of stuff to talk about but the issue is that, like i don't know how relevant it is because we're just kind of we're going straight yeah. into the last chance qualifier right yeah last chance qualifier has a bunch of interesting stuff because we got some like cool like uh storylines where like donut is probably the most exciting one i don't know if there's like another one in a is different exciting exciting that we don't know if if easy is gonna get like the points like i, I mean know, it's like... interesting uh, it really fucking let's, sucks for donut let's give people a little bit of context so first off you know looking at this list you know right side there god that's a sexy fucking list wow <laughs> who who made it in at first god damn uh you know there might be a world's qualified player if you guys don't know top six here uh from each region qualify for worlds um here's the thing coming out of the uh coming out of the open this weekend um we were looking at it and we're like oh we think that donut is going to make it in because Maytree here number three on the list is going to make it in on seasonals points uh which means that he's going to get taken off of this yearly point total uh which means that number seven donut might be making it in the issue is that there's a little bit of back and forth on Twitter where uh, it's easy to win, right? Who yeah. potentially didn't get ladder points earlier in the year. And uh, they're talking with the rioters right now to see if they have the right point total. So it, it, there's drama right now where we don't know who on earth is actually making it into worlds. Yeah, yeah because it, Eternal API is broken and we, we usually don't have the so, data. And it's, it's so, yeah. I will say, I mean, I'm not going to track down the tweet right now. Easy to win specified it was actually standard that he thinks his oh, points yeah. are incorrect with which is like That's wild weird. especially because like aegis was supposedly given the canonical list from riot where like riot just gave them a list and said this is what points we have which like god i'd hope riot has the right number of points from people i mean well they had for example my points wrong right let's be honest like yeah. i don't know if like riot points means something because for first season especially i i made 18 points first season and I had 10, right, after after that. So, like, well, they should you know, be like... able to, like, realistically, you know, the, the, the cutoff and snapshot should happen at some point, and, like, they should have that list. Yeah. But, yeah, so as far as chat's asking about Last Chance Qualifier, Last Chance Qualifier happens this weekend. Anyone can join uh, unless you're already qualified for Worlds. And if you get first or second, you make it to Worlds. Yeah. That's that's it. That's It's just cut dry. So everybody who's not already qualified or on the top six on these lists... uh. Their only chance to make it to Worlds is the last chance qualifier. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I also want to, like, briefly talk about, like, something kind of weird with the last chance qualifier. So, I am not allowed to play. I can't even play if I want to. Like, 
it's like a violation of terms of service for me to play in the last because you're officially qualified you've won a world or uh, you've won a championship qualifier you're on the list of officially qualified players i am on this list i am like definitely qualified there's no ifs ands or buts Icado is mathematically qualified. There is no way for Icado to not be qualified. Icado is allowed to play the last chance qualifier and try and take a different slot than he currently is. So, like, save Donut. Yeah, Icado <laughs> could play and open up a slot on this list so Donut does become locked, mm-hmm. which is just kind of weird. Like, yeah. it's not really a problem, but it is bizarre <laughs> we have just had discussion in our prep group where uh you know there's sorry and there's bb right so sorry might like say bb for example as well yeah uh, in the eu it, it like, is, it, it's weird <laughs> it is weird because like there's no incentive for me to play other than fucking over somebody and saving donut right yeah. like it's that's really what it would come down to is if i you know went through and like beat somebody like whoever i played in like the semifinals. Um, I would be taking away their world spot and giving it to Donut, which, like, you know, there's certainly moral implications there. I'm not sure where I stand on that, you know, if it's allowed or not or if it's cool. Um, yeah. But it it is it is wild because, I, genuinely, there's I could go down to zero LP on ladder right now. The only reason this list isn't, like, completely locked in is because ladder cutoff hasn't happened yet. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I'm in worlds. There's no, there's I, no I, yeah. buts. I think it's not like Vada that much about there because you're not that much connected to Dona, for example. But I said, like, Sorry can say, for example, BB, right? If Sorry yeah. wins the last chance qualifier, he can help his teammate to get graduate against Sonic, right? And that's something that, like, then it's kind of weird, right? So, um... yeah. My only kind of criticism is, like, clearly we don't want qualified people playing the last chance qualifier, which is fine. I think that's a reasonable take. But, like, cutoff doesn't occur until after last chance qualifier. So, like, for example, uh, prior, like setting aside this easy to win situation, Donut is thinking about playing the last chance qualifier. Donut could be playing the last chance qualifier and be qualified, but he doesn't know for sure when the last chance qualifier happens. So like very reasonable for Donut to decide to play and he is accidentally causing that situation. And it's just like, just do the cutoff yeah. before last chance qualifier. So uh, people yeah, are like, exactly. okay, I am or I am not qualified. And if you want qualified people to not be allowed to play ban them all like don't let it does any feel of like play. that should be the case you know I, because like you know for me and like Majin, i think that we're both mathematically locked yeah. and there's just like there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it right we just are mathematically locked it's just not until bladder cut off technically um but you know for everybody below us you know i guide nas chinos donut like even if they are qualified um it's they're not like 100 percent locked in like it's probably worth them playing because they need, to, they need to play ladder, right? And that's the thingy, for example. Like, like, you know, let's be honest. Like, we saw, for example, Simon you know, losing, like, 700 LP in one day. You know, like, it's possible to just lose it. And, like, you know, it's maybe still probably good for them to even play it, right? On that and stuff. Uh, also, funny thingy, um, on APEC, we're actually going to be having Gratch match. If, yes. of course, people get ladder points, we have three-way tie for sixth place. So on 29th of November, uh, AG's esports, if actually everyone gets the same amount of ladder points there, uh, we're going to be having a match between these three players. Uh, so that's going to be very hype on 29th. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of it weird that it's a Wednesday, but uh, yeah, I guess it is what it is. I mean, admittedly, there's like a few bizarre things. Uh, we like look at the calendar. Like Worlds is like starts on a Thursday. That was always a thing. That was always a thing. I mean, 
It's a little weird to me that Sunday goes completely unused. Not so much starting on Thursday, but I, I do. I do. I do I Maybe that's an APAC. Like, like, time I think it's an APAC thing because okay. like Sunday for APAC is like Monday, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if it's re- if there's a justification for it, I'm happy to just be like, okay, yeah. that's fine. I, I, it's just like it's, it's, I did. I did a different like, you know that it's kind of weird because yeah, but we had it before that, and I even remember that. Uh, some groups were played because of some people couldn't, for example, play it on Thursday and Friday. But now we have the new format where uh, there's no groups anymore and everyone plays at the same time because we're going to be having the Swiss and stuff. Uh, also, something to also add on, uh, very interesting on this yearly points, if you can leave it there. For example, Sonic, uh, you know, we were talking about how much leather matters, right? Mm-hmm. First season, there was ability to get five points. Bo Donut and Sonic didn't get five points. Yeah. They got only four points that season, and it might both of them cause worlds. So that's, that's crazy. crazy. I think I also got four points in the first mm-hmm. season. Wasn't it like you had to be top ten to get five top or something? 10, yeah, you yeah. Need to be top yeah. ten. Yeah, I was grinding. Yeah, and yeah, you I didn't was, even need it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, this guy's out here taking away points from hardworking donuts, man. Yeah, uh, I remember it's... like when I won the world. Qualifier. I had two thousand LP, and the next closest person was like Quaco yeah, yeah. at 1500. And I was just like, I could int two thousand LP. And I remember like sitting there being like, okay, can I get someone? This okay, uh, unfortunately, I remember so much stuff from this because I was also like, okay, I could just int off two thousand LP and get like the sickest LP loss in one day tweet of all time. <laughs> but that was the thing it, that was that was when we were getting more was broken. You know, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. Was broken, games. Yeah. yeah. And I remember that like uh it was uh Nick and it was Mo that had like 50% in it and were like mm-hmm. top of the ladder because they played so many games. And I remember yeah. I kind of was so molding about it. Yeah. Oh my god. It is funny though, thinking back to like when we you know, a very very start of like the world's um uh, announcement where we talked about like the format of worlds. You know, we talked about how like worlds uh, like ladder was like it was important but like you know one or two points probably won't matter that much you know there might be a little bit um no one or two points matters a lot uh yeah. it's it was you 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 should have yeah. been you should have been out there grinding every single day well, the fact it that you like did for a few people right online like it only mattered for a few people like, for sure which is still the case yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's, that's something just... different to mention but how do we feel about that... like mm-hmm. world's qualification as a whole now like now that we're coming on the end Almost everybody's locked in. We've locked in like, you know, 80% of our players, 90% of our players. How do we feel about uh, it? Uh, I said, like, I said that, like, last time, I think that one tournament matters more for, like, you know, like, even though it's the same tournament, it's something that I mind the most. But I overall, overall think that the format is much better, though. Overall, like, it's much better. Like, let's be honest, like, of course, I qualified twice from the last format, but let's be honest, the fucking last format was so bad because it was yeah. one tournament. Qualifying to that tournament was pretty easy. And that then was one, two days. You need to do well in them. If you did, you qualify the worlds. I said I've qualified twice thanks to that, but it was of course because I got lucky and stuff. So uh, I yeah. do think this format is much much better. Are we talking about like the tournament format or who's qualified? Because it sounded like uh, you're talking as about far who's as like qualification for worlds. I guess. Uh, I mean, I think it's like pretty good. It's bizarre because like I had a very different experience engaging with it than I think like. Other than like floppy, I mean, the other people who qualified with me and the people who qualified like prior, I had like an incredibly abnormal experience because 
we had played two tournaments on the new patch and I was qualified, which was an experience shared by literally these seven people. Um, So I didn't play basically nothing this year, right? That's also thinking. Yeah, I mean, unironically, like I I don't really fault him because I kind of did that. I skipped four opens this year. There's 10 tournaments and I skipped four of them. Like, uh-huh. it is funny that you know a, a few months ago i tweeted out that you know i'm i was at like i was at like second or third on the points list and i'm like this isn't good enough um i think i was at 32 points um yeah. i was like this isn't good enough i have to you know keep playing and like keep winning even though i've topped like six of the last seven tournaments or something um and now here at the end i i literally had to top this last tournament um in order to uh make it so it is it is interesting i've topped seven of the ten tournaments um and yeah it was it was still you know i was grinding till the last fucking day i I, in in the end it didn't matter because you didn't need to win because you had 32 points before this and you didn't need to actually top because oh when i complained i had 23 points holy fuck and thai guy was like bro you're chill what are you talking about yeah i do think uh, i do feel like consistent well okay it's kind of bizarre because like on the one hand i feel like consistency isn't rewarded um, as well, because like, it felt like this, this should have just qualified you. But on the other hand, like, it's not like Cup had a significantly worse resume than you did. And it's like, yeah. okay, looking at these people, like, do I think Cup should have qualified over them? No, like, they had a better resume than Cup. It's just, there's six slots, and if we're giving it to the yeah. best six, like, that isn't cup here. Uh, the big thing is it's really hard to qualify for worlds. I, I think yeah. this is what I was saying at the very beginning is there aren't a lot of slots. It's going to be really fucking hard. Um, and thank God, by the way, that they split up the regions uh, as far as like points go, because like oh, yeah. I, at 44, I ended up, I, I would have made it either way, even if it was, you know, like all the yeah. regions were combined. It was just top 18. But like, God, America's would have kind of gotten fucked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, points, like 32 points being sixth place and like 39 and 35, and yeah, it, it's funny. We would have gotten like two people in. So this is 11. This is yeah. 20. Yeah, we would have gotten. Uh, Matri wouldn't have qualified. So it's literally just me and Majin <laughs> that would have made it in. Yeah, that's that's so funny. But also, I, I, I think I would have had to like win this last tournament. Thank God yeah. I did. But <laughs> I think Majin like might not be mathematically locked in that world. Like you yeah. are, but like Majin is like, I mean, we got six people, so like just a full complement, and then we've got like significantly more people in string. Uh, Majin probably was locked, but like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> Matrix fucked. He's just out. Like you're not making it. It, son. Was, it was a good. I found a good change. Yeah. Uh, something I wanted to edit. Something I don't know, remember what. Yeah, they made the consistency better by adding the one point. I think that like when at the start when for top cutting was only two points, the classic open. Uh, then adding the another point just made a huge difference. I think for top ter- top sixty four, top thirty two, and top sixteen in the classic opens, like that one point, like made it that. Consistency is more valuable, but it's still because they still need to like spike at least a little at, at one it, of them. I think one of the reasons why my runs were so close is I topped so many fucking tournaments, but the world championship qualifier, I don't know if I made it out of the first round of top 64. A yeah, yeah, it does strike me as a little bizarre, particularly for seasonal leaderboards, how important doing well in the world championship qualifier is because it feels like okay. Obviously, the person who wins qualifies. 
the person who gets second, if they like top cut a tournament, they probably qualify in seasonal points. And it's like, why is second place like essentially also a qualification? That's a little bizarre. Um, and then third and fourth, third and fourth places are like winning open, right? And like that's what my thinking. That's my was my issue. Why one open matters so much more than the others ones? And that's that's my current only issue with the format. As I said, I get it because of the you know it's it's the open that more people play because you know they be like okay I guess I can win it right and I can qualify I don't have to care you know I don't have yeah. to prepare for it I didn't play this game for three months I guess I can just hop in do fast prep and maybe win and qualify right so it I yeah. get it why is it also you know they doing official broadcast by it uh, by ages right uh, we saw them uh, though the classic opens only getting the clean feed for the watch parties. Uh, yeah. So I get it by that way, but as for as a for competitor, it's of course like uh, maybe a little bit more frustrating because that open kind of matters for me for no reason, right? Yeah, competitively, way. I think it makes no sense. Um, from a marketing perspective, I think it's like, I think that's the reason. Basically, they can say like, okay, we've got huge prize pool. If you win, you're just qualified and we can justify doing a broadcast on one of three opens when we can't justify doing it on three. That's why yeah, it's like I do special. Think, I do think that like having, you know, a tournament where it's just like, if you win it, you're in, that's it. Like, I think having something that simple is like really valuable, but the way you put it, like makes a lot of sense where it's like, okay, so if you win, you're in great. Why do second, third and fourth also like basically just win the seasonals points. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. they just get such a leg up over everybody else. That unless somebody's winning one of the other opens, they're just not going to make it on seasonals points. Yeah, maybe keep it at points same, but just make it a winner extra qualifiers. Maybe that's the change. I would be maybe down. I think that doing makes sense. yeah, doing point like changing the points down. I think is like a reasonable thing because like a lot of the focus is like why does this count more? Why is it more money or whatever? And it's like okay, I, that one's just marketing. Yeah. Like the answer I there is fine, marketing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, changing points could definitely correct a lot of this like bizarreness with seasonal points, which is like really where I think the issue hits the head because it's like, I mean, I don't want to go dig up the ages sheet for it, but like basically all of the seasonal point leaders are just, you performed well in the World Championship Open, but you didn't get first because that obviously just qualifies you, so... Yeah. So fun fact, I don't know if it still stands, but probably it still stands, is that every time the second place of world qualifying open, always qualified for the points, or only he was qualified, for example, Ultraman in EU, for example, you know, so, yeah, the second yeah. place actually is basically qualifying you. Yeah, I think it's a super fair criticism, um, but otherwise, I feel like the system... Um, it feels a lot more like you're qualifying for Worlds, um, which was, you know, a complaint about the old system is like, you were qualifying for a qualifier for Worlds, like, let's yeah. be honest. Um, and like everybody, if you were like really uh, focused on it, you, basically everybody could qualify for Worlds. I say this as somebody who uh, missed out by one point to Donut. Uh, so, you know, honestly, uh, fuck Donut. You know, <laughs> if he's missing out on one point, it's just, it's just oh, desserts. <laughs> you're not going to get him back? Oh my God. Yeah, I definitely, like, I don't know. My experience with Worlds, Baya has, like, uh, an experience shared only with What Am I, so uh, he has weird takes, but my experience with Worlds was, like, very bizarre, because I did perform pretty well at Worlds. I never top-cut Worlds, um, for anybody unaware. Ikado beat me uh, for the qualification in the first one, and I, like, went 3-2 in the second one, which doesn't qualify you. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I definitely had a positive record in Worlds. I did pretty decently in Worlds. Um, but, like, 
when people ask me like uh, do you have any accomplishments in runeterra at that point i was like did i play in worlds did i play in a qualifier how do i even talk about this like i, I have no clue um yeah. it feels like it was marketed as worlds but like it wasn't it just yeah. it wasn't it, 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 broadcast, right? it was like so weird back in the time and like i i do the fact that i i'm definitely new i think the old system sucked and even i said i'm not qualifying now with this it seems unless i win the last chance qualifier i think this format is much better and yeah i of course twice picked at the qualifiers i think that was basically my best two tournaments that I've ever played because in the first one I went seven one, in the second one I went eight one against people f the best from the best right from the region right. So the results were just crazy, and of course I got lucky in these things, and I do think that yeah it would be very unlikely to do it again this time as well. So yeah. I do think it's a very better format this way, and uh, I'm happy it's thing again. Yeah. If I don't qualify, yeah sure, but I think it's also because I had quite a bad year this year. Uh, I think I especially had like bad summer and now the uh like the you know um current you know it's autumn right yeah I mean I, I think I had a good spring but um... I was just gonna say I just want to highlight again it's really fucking hard to qualify for this world <laughs> it's really hard to qualify for this world like I if you look at the list of these players 4LW is 12th homie won a fucking tournament this year homie won a tournament and got second right and he's 12th. Like he, I, I don't know. Did he win? I don't did think 4LW. When won. did 4LW win his? Uh, did he win it last year? He won, he won a seasonal. Yeah. Oh, he won a seasonals. Okay, well, I'm I'm just fucking blind yeah. on. Um, but no, I I like 4LW is like an incredibly good player. Imtox is an incredibly good player. Cups an incredibly good player. There are so many incredibly good players that are getting snubbed. Didn't Chekhov get like second at a tournament or something? Chekhov had a lot of good tournaments. Chekhov also skipped like six opens, I think. Like yeah. But no, I, I, the, I just think that it's really, it's really hard to qualify. There's a lot of uh, competition here. There's a lot of really high-level players. And, like, yeah, it, a lot of it just sometimes comes down to, like, did you do well in enough World Championship qualifiers? Yeah, I mean, it's easier to talk about Americas because I have, like, more direct experience with the players. And it's, like, the people qualifying from Americas, I think, are just, like, truly some of the best players. And it's, like, yeah, I can, like, look through the people who miss and be like, oh man, I feel like that person should have gone to Worlds. But like, we qualified all good players. And it's like, all right, great, fantastic. I feel yeah, like I that's what the world qualification should have. And I do think the same for Emir as well, right? I think they're good players qualified. Of course, like, of course, it's kind of pity to miss some people as well. Like, I think, for example, Neverworld had amazing gear, you know, especially in like things like ages and stuff. Me, mm -hmm. you know, BB as well. Uh, but I, I guess I didn't have myself that good year, so I would be honest. I think I'm fine. But Sonic had amazing gear, for example. Uh, but it's kind of pity on them. But at the same time, I think Barco was so good. Sorry was so good. Kurashi was amazing as well. You know, Talpin had the Soko is Shufi also. Like, like, you know, these players that qualified, they had amazing gear as well. So, you know, in the end, there's like so many spots and, you know, only some people qualify. Yeah, I do think current worlds... Um... If I was going to criticize anything about the qualification situation with Worlds, I feel like this one um, leaves people out who had really rather CB at Worlds. But I think that's significantly better than the previous system, which basically was just like, oh, you played competitively some. Congratulations, you're going to the Worlds qualifier. Again, I say it's the only person who missed one. Fuck yeah. me. Uh, it is funny, though. In my run, in my Swiss Open uh this weekend i had to top to like make sure i was making worlds um my eighth win was against maitri 
uh, who was third on this list. My ninth win was against fucking Chinos. I, I played against fucking... My, my, I was actually just playing world qualifier games, like, all weekend. <laughs> yeah. It was a good one, Amanda, in the end. And I said, I, I think, yeah, it, it does, especially the point changes, I think, for the world's qualifying open, that, yeah, they didn't give that many points as they do currently. I think the format is amazing, and I'm down to run it back uh, next year as well. Yeah, uh, overall, pretty happy with the format. Um, and the changes to the actual format of the Tournament of Worlds, I feel like it's just a dramatic improvement. So this is so good. I love Swiss so much, and like it's gonna be so three days of so hype. And you know, if if I don't qualify, at least I'm gonna be having amazing watch parties because <laughs> in the end, man, I think playing this game is very fun. But also, I think watching this game is also very fun. And like yeah. watching the thing, thinking about it, and watching tournaments is just hype. And it's actually something I want to ask you. What do you think about, about like the watch parties thing is right? Because um, I think we like you know they kind of had hope that the committee will like agree on it, and I think we agreed kind of well on it. You know, I'm doing EU, Icarus doing Americas, uh, Friend is doing APEC, and of course some other people as well, like Boulevard and stuff. So what, do, what are your thoughts about the watch parties and stuff? I think it's a very good solution to this problem of like we can't put the resources into making a broadcast for every open, but we can just provide a clean feed, and it's like. That's, I assume, I guess I don't know for sure, but I assume that's very cheap for Riot to provide. Just a clean feed. We just show the like games. Two, I think it's like two people. I, I might be lying. I, I guess this is a better question than Riot, but I think it's, yeah, it's like yeah, not many people, right? I don't think it's a big cost to Riot, and I think Riot should really look hard at these things of like, okay. It would be very hard, I assume, to convince higher-ups at Riot to put large investments into Legends of Runeterra. But these things that don't cost the company a whole lot, but are very valuable to the community, I think is things that, like, you should just absolutely do. And stuff like clean feeds, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe you have to pay a guy. I don't know what salary they get, but you have to pay someone some amount of money to kind of manage the clean feed or whatever. So, I I don't know. I'm pretty sure they just outsource it to Aegis. I'm pretty sure Aegis okay. is right. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have like two people or three people like on call a weekend and they just like run the clean feeds. Um okay. they have like all the graphics and shit, and that's why we get the graphics and shit. Um I will say that the uh uh the clean feed I know that last year when they said that they weren't gonna do as many, um they weren't gonna do like the official broadcast. I'm very glad that they A have done official broadcasts for the world championship qualifiers and B are giving us the option to still be able to spectate it through the clean feed. Um, I do think like it's a little bit awkward for people who aren't super plugged in to, you know, like not have like an official thing mm -hmm. that they can click on. Like how many times do you have people come into your chat and it's like, where's the official feed? And it's like, you're, yeah. you're here, buddy. This is, <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, of course it'd be better if there was like an official broadcast, but that costs money <laughs> and the clean feed is like way way we cheaper we are doing it for free right we are doing with Ikado for free for also does it for free right like you know we are just willing yeah. to we should be getting paid for this shit what the fuck right exactly man <laughs> exactly when, no, when i do it... think it's pretty good for influencers too because like i i don't know if your viewership goes up i imagine so by it like oh, no. my viewership goes up like you know e even if i'm just watch partying like it's still over the weekend of a tournament like there's a lot higher viewership there's a lot more people watching there's a lot more people engaged um i, I do think that like giving you know the tools to the creators to be able to um you know have these types of watch parties i think that's overall a good thing yeah, yeah. so i'm trying to like with marsha we're trying to like make it the broadcast better and stuff uh 
I think we were pretty good. I, I, I'm pretty proud of ourselves what we did in the last Open. I think the storytelling was pretty good the last time, so I'm proud of ourselves. Yeah, people are mentioning it's like definitely relevant of like the OS, uh, Oceania League client has an alarm button. Topics. You have in topics, you can have the tweet yes. from Dan. Yeah, no, well, it's a... Uh... There's a, a specific writer also mentioned on Reddit, so... Yeah, Meddler, who's if you if you've at all engaged with League of Legends, you probably know who Meddler is. Yeah, I'm um, not gonna deal with this one because the formatting is awful. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? But, it is a test run in Oceana, but like this is the type of thing that I'd really like to see because I don't think it costs Riot much to have a button in client to be like, hey, go check out our other game, uh, and like stuff like that. It's like you could really help out the LR community. And it, I, I don't think it costs you much money. I guess I don't know yeah. for sure, but I can't imagine having a button that people can click is that costly. It's it's definitely costly, especially like what? Okay, I don't even care that much about the button. What I, I have also the button and the and the topic as well. Um, what I care about is that it seems that 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 Riot cares, and that's something that I think. Yeah. What? Uh, oh, uh, I said new tweet. <laughs> you click on one. Oh, uh, it's more pieces. Uh, Twitter, if you. Need to look it up. But yeah, no, it, 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 I, I think you're right. I think that just showing that like Riot's invested and that Riot, you know, wants to see LOR grow, I think is very cool. That's something that I'm excited about. You know, that's something that I'm excited to see. Um, you know, even like new features like this, you know, it's like, hey, hey, you, you like League of Legends or you hate playing League of Legends, uh, but you like TFT or you hate playing TFT, check out our other game, you know? I, I think that that's like thing is... Publicity, right? cool. and like, I think, like, I, I met a lot of people and, like, they're, like, they even don't know that this card game exists. They know about, like, Hearthstone, of course, because Hearthstone is so mainstream, but, you know, they don't know that this exists. And, like, this can just give the visibility. They're going to be, okay, let's try it. And, you know? Yeah, I mean, no we can point to that Reddit post. You remember, like, last year, the Reddit post of the guy who's like, oh, I played League so much, I'm going to make a bunch of custom Hearthstone cards for League of Legends. And it's like, <laughs> you know you know that they have a card game, right? And he's like, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that. like, that's the thing game. I'm still plugged into Magic. There was a post like that for Magic, too, where someone was like, hey, I really like League of Legends. Here's my, like, Magic the Gathering custom set. People were like, you know LR exists. Like, they have cards. <laughs> Like I said, but, like um, this, just this button only gives me so much hope because I said, I think um, this is, and maybe, may, isn't this like, you know, if it's Oceania, you know, like, what the, does it go also then eventually on China servers and then maybe China LR server? I mean, that, I think that OSU's that's, is, just, I think OSU's just kind of like their test but, server. Yeah. Right they now, test a bunch know, of right? stuff like, on OS, but. Yeah, OS and like the LAN and LAS servers, um, like those, those oftentimes are like the testing ground for new league stuff all right excuse my boomer moment but something that i'd really like uh lr to do is um magic the gathering unlike... out? I'm sorry, <laughs> sure uh magic the gathering unlike their main site you can actually find like competitive lists that people play and it's just like if you do well on like the equivalent of ladder, it just goes to the main site. It's entirely automatic, whatever. And people cared where it was like their list got published on the main site and it was like super cool or whatever. Mm -hmm. Something to mention to this is that uh Legends of Rotan now it seems that has some partnership with Master and Gunter, by the way. 
and they're gonna be releasing articles about uh, worlds by the way with yeah. the part of world champion um and stuff so yeah. that's also very exciting and yeah it's definitely something to care i saw i saw magic has uh i saw some uh when was arcane i think magic carries like two cards or something like that yeah there's know. a few arcane cards but like this is what i'm talking about so like traditional standard ranked deck lists these decks won six or more matches in a row during ranked play by players at platinum or mythic ranking and it's just like some dudes list and um some of them have like actual player names and you could be like look ma it's me and like are there a can't... lot of these six in a row doesn't sound like that much um they there is some algorithm and i think on this one they don't tell you what it is but they won't publish the same kind of list twice so you wouldn't oh, see like sense. two Jana tf lists or whatever um yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh and there's a decent number there's usually cool. like 20 to 30 in each one of these dumps but like the important part is like these aren't written by a person they're not um like some kind of like article that takes a bunch of effort to write they're just deck list dumps but people pay attention people post them on community sites people are like look my deck list got posted because i did well or whatever and it's like okay is this abusable one time mo sent me a deck list that when I open it up in client, it just said D's nuts down the left side. Could we get a list on here that just <laughs> lists up D's uh, I mean, I guess you probably could in theory. I don't know how you that's, would. That's but... the question. That's you the snipe question. Each other, if you like sneak each other, you know, snipe each other and then like make <laughs> You just got to win six in a row with the worst list on the planet. <laughs> Although I yeah, guess I like know. in theory, I mean. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been seeing, but there's been a lot of molding on Reddit about people being upset that there's like an import deck list from opponent button, and people are like, they'll take my trade secrets. Protect the deck lists. Yeah. So better than that GG or low R or uh, Master Group that don't exist, right? Surely. Yeah. Well, so but the thing is, if they never hit masters and they never make an account, then Ruter AR will never find them. It's, it's... uh well deck GG and uh, Master Group. Yeah, with deck GG, you have to also hit masters or know their exact tag, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think if you if you hide <laughs> out below masters, you can actually never be found. Um. Uh... But no, Unless I do think it's... against somebody that's, that's masters. That, that's where that's where Ruben hides his spice. Oh yeah. Has Ruben made masters yet? I remember that was a big deal because he like people wanted to get the the cards, yeah. right? Oh my god, Ruben's actually just blue balling us. What the hell? Um yeah. he's hiding down in a lab. Did we talk about how like the import deck features like fucking amazing? It's oh, incredible it's amazing, that I could yeah. just yeah, I, I love that endgame thing. Um yeah. and yeah, I, I think that if people want to find your list. They're gonna find your list. Like I, if I play against you on ladder, I can look at my AR and I can see your list, right? Like, yeah. it, lists aren't secret. Um, you know, it's just if you're playing on ladder, like I understand the feeling of not wanting people to like this is my list. This is something I put a lot of time and effort uh, into, and if somebody else just steals it, you know what? What did they do to earn that? Like that's that's bullshit. And I understand that, but like it also just kind of I guess flex. Go ahead. Okay. It also just like kind of has this misunderstanding of like how competitive card games work where it's like this used to be the case like this like anti-net decking culture like kind of existed when you're talking like 2002 and the internet didn't exist but like since the internet existed like oh someone's playing like a like Freljord Demacia mid-range deck and it's playing Balin I, I can like literally tell you 
35 of their cards in their deck purely based off of that information. And it's like, oh, you're playing Mountain Drake instead of uh, Udyr. I'm shocked. So creative. Like, truly novel deck building. Like, your decisions just aren't that wild. Like, I know most of the cards in your deck because, of course, you're going to you be playing understand, like, Petricide Broadway. Of course, of course. <laughs> isn't like the best thing to like when somebody took your deck and then actually for example becomes meta isn't that like the best feeling you know like dude unironically like the achievement that i'm probably most proud of in lr is like the tf nami shell folk deck that went to like number one play rate and had like an okay win rate and it's like that felt amazing where it was like my deck is the number one play rate deck i'm still, I'm still proud cool. of my my 2001, like our just EU Masters, right? The 2020 when we broke the meta, like uh, in the first EU Masters, it was it was also like yeah, it's something to very cool to look at. Yeah, no, it's it's it is really cool when you like build. I'm I'm not a deck builder, but like sometimes I build decks that like people play it and it's really exciting, or like they affect meta, uh, in like tournaments, and I I think that shit's like really exciting. Um, but I you know I'm I'm sure that a lot of like casual players don't you know necessarily see it like that or don't necessarily. You know, want that. Um, I don't know. I also, I also view it with. I also view it with deck building, where it's like people will constantly. I, I'll see this on Reddit. It happened in Jack set a lot. People were like, "Why aren't you just playing the Drizzoff list?" And it's like, dude, do you think I fucking know what I'm doing? Like, <laughs> go change yeah, cards. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Jack like, set is unplayable unless it's specifically. The Drizzoth list. Yeah, I mean, I remember a guy being like, I don't want to, like, question the High Masters player. It's like, dude, I, I just threw cards that I thought were okay in this deck, and it's, like, kind of okay. As long as you're yeah, within, like, like I question them a lot, like, a lot. Like, especially, you know, man, like, when I see the further we pass that they're sending, man, like, bro, like, question the Masters player over often. Like, they, <laughs> dude, are, none they of, are very often just cooking. Yeah, none of us have any goddamn clue what we're doing. Like, I think that what... I, so for me personally, yeah, I don't build the decks, but I do think that I have a good eye for like what deck where cards are normally good, and I'll just like throw those in, and like your deck will probably become better because we put in good cards. Yeah. Um. Just but yeah, just kind of. Sometimes I mean, I, people were asking me, you know, like, oh, why are you why are you running zero sky splitter in your broken ball list? Why are you running you know troll chant in your TLC? And I was like, I uncritically took eighty cards from broken ball. There is no questioning <laughs> going on here. Um, yeah. so you're like you're in it that because you don't know what you should do that he sure knows what you're doing right Let's yeah, he knew what he was doing bro he did well with it i could do well with it fuck it <laughs> exactly well you did you did even better than him so actually you know true I, that means they're actually my decks now i think yeah, exactly. uh, i think they're mine them time, yeah you did better so they're yours now it's like king of the hill with decks um so unless yeah, unless Broken Ball makes it the world, plays those decks, and then wins, uh, they're just yours now. So You, you should have <laughs> changed one card, though, Ikado. You should have changed one card. You should have cut one turn for one card better, and then call it your deck. Cause, uh, that's like, know? it's literally mine, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I, I, I like the I like where your head's at. <laughs> that deck probably should run Sky Splitter, by the way. There were, there were so many times where Sky Splitter would have been really yeah, nice. I think, I think Sky Splitter is better than Trochan in a lot of spots. Yeah, I, Trochan's a good card, but uh, yeah. Again, uncritically took 80 cards because I'm a net decker. There's there's two types of people in the world. You know, there's people against the net decking and there's people who win tournaments. And you know what? I, I'm not against <laughs> the net decking. <laughs> oh my god. It, it is so funny to see like 
how degenerate high ladder is in LR where like someone will come up with a list and like one day later every good player will be playing this list to be like okay was this person cooking or is this deck good and you're like I think Infinity is like the most like scout and like negative person in the world and it's like man I'm just cooking you know I mean, it, it, there was a while where, like, Infinite Patrons and Roji and Skathus, like, shaped, like, five metas in a row. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not even that, like, someone cooks and it's good and how fast it spreads. It's someone cooks and we don't know if it's good or yet, and there's, like, 70 people playing this deck all of a sudden. Yeah, like the Bram Lulu, right? That's yeah. We were like, man, well, is it actually good or not? You know. It is pretty funny when you like, you know, you see someone playing something funny and you're like, oh, you know, I'll try it out. And you instantly cue the mirror and it's like, what the fuck? How did this happen? <laughs> uh, we just want to be on the front end of the, of the you know, shifting meta, right? We want to be, we want to be the... Yeah, you want to be countering Braun Lulu and whatever. That, yeah, we just noticed that how flexible, especially I think Glass Athena was the best because showcase how flexible the meta is when we had the Elise uh, Gnar, right? with the Varden that yeah. like nowhere and then it just took over and were like for the most by far the most play deck like just how like fast the people do adapt people will swap so fast especially if it's to a deck that we played before like Jack Sorn didn't show stats until like Thursday yeah and then like oh yeah this is this is just the best deck again <laughs> um, I don't know how many people played on Saturday I don't think a ton but like Sunday was literally all Jack Sorn yeah I mean uh APAC was the lowest representation of Jack Soren. It had 28 out of 64. That was as yeah, low as snowballed. it got. It's so funny because, like, earlier in the week, you remember, you know, when everyone was on, like, Thresh Nasus? Um, and, like, I saw zero Thresh Nasus the entire weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, Thresh Nasus wasn't gone, but it definitely wasn't, like, particularly played. Um, but, yeah, yeah like... Devon White kind of, like, disappeared, right? Like, Devon White was, like, the most played. Like, I, I think... I think a lot like of Draven Vi was just swapping to Draven Rumble, mm -hmm. um, which, like, sure. <laughs> I, I think don't the think Draven that... Rumble lists earlier in the week were really, really, really bad. Um, I think that by Sunday, I was looking at, like, Kubi's list. I think Kubi's Draven Rumble list looks a lot better. It looks, it's like running real cards instead of, you know, like, just ditching its entire hand for, like, Grenadiers and stuff and, like, you know, yeah. praying that Rumble is going to solo the entire game. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I the list got a lot better. Yeah. Well, um, other uh, fun things from the DNE links. Um, so Americas believes that Piltover and Zahn is better than Freljord. Uh, every other region believes Freljord is better than Piltover and Zahn. Um, so what I'm hearing is nerf both. <laughs> the fuck wait a second, wait a second. Come <laughs> on, bro. We don't need to nerf PNZ again. I mean, the actual PNZ is really strong in Eternal. Yeah. As much as I'll sit here and say that, like, PNZ probably needs some nerfs, I think the real problem is that, like, uh, some of these regions are uh, fucking rotting. <laughs> like, <laughs> particularly when you go look at standard, but, like, Demacia is just dead. Like, well, in Eternal. Was, yes, right? In like, standard, yeah. it's fine. But, like, yeah. in Eternal, I mean, that in region Eternal, doesn't like... exist. I think Tarek Poppy was like the only Demacia deck anybody was playing all weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, Demacia was pretty non-existent. But I, yeah, like I brought like 9x Ballistic Bot uh, on Saturday. Like I, I think that PNZ is very strong in Eternal. Um, 
I think and Victor Ballistic both, and especially the brand, like Get Excited, Mystic Shot, and these things are very, very powerful. Cards. Get Excited's such a crazy fucking card. Oh my god, how did we make it through like two years of this card being in the game? <laughs> Get Excited's so insane. I I think blowback caused some like overloading problems where all of a sudden like these decks just have outrageous quantities of burn. Um, it used to be you had to be like running decimates to have like insane amounts of burn. Um, and then now it's just like triple gag side, triple mystic, double blowback. And it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm burning your ass out. Yeah. I mean, people die from just outrageous quantities. Um, I mean, I had a game where I was playing TF Neela and I put mono Fiora to 14 on like turn three or something. And I had three units in play and they played a Fiora and they killed all three of my units. And I just came to the conclusion that my plan was. I'm not playing a unit for the rest of this game. My opponent's <laughs> just dying. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. I think I think we had to be glad that the Whirlwind got hit because man, <laughs> I cannot imagine a turn of a Whirlwind that deals two damage to Nexus, man. Whirlwind was a needed hit. But, like, coming back to Standard, I think that my issue is, like, Whirlwind was a needed hit. Um, But fuck me. Is Janna playable? Janus win rate has gone up quite a bit in the last like day, yeah. but it's early patch stats, so like I don't know how real the stats are. We'll see where it's at, you know, in, in a couple days actually. Um but yeah, I think that Janonila had issues where like the meta was like hard countering it as it was, and now a post nurse, like I don't know if uh I don't know how playable this deck is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean my main problem with Janna, like, Janna Neela does not seem particularly good to me, but my problem with Janna is, like, I feel like you could justify playing Janna in, like, um, something like Seraphine set. The problem is, like, mm -hmm. I don't think I would cut a set for it, and I don't think I'm cutting a Seraphine for it. So, like, why am I even playing this card? It was surprising me that the best performing version of Seraphine Bandle in Eternal was running, like, two Jannas. Like, Janna's... Uh... Uh, Janna does things, you know, she discounts, she fixes your hand, she does things, but like cutting Ezreal's for it was like so surprising. But also, I think that deck was just not good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think like some of that is this thing of like, as much as people hate Ezreal and they hate getting combo killed by Seraphine plus Ezreal, if Ezreal didn't exist, that deck would just grind you into the dirt. That deck mm -hmm. would still win almost all of the games that it won now. It would just take a lot longer. They and play like, cat, right? But I know you are a cat hater, but you know. Cat is unnecessary. You can just <laughs> deck people. <laughs> if you say so, if you say so. Some of us respect ourselves and respect our opponents. Um Yeah, they yeah. just get the whimsy, right? Yeah, exactly. You respect the opponent very much. Exactly. Whimsy, bro, whimsy. Uh, okay, whimsy whimsy was the funniest card to hit. And second whimsy was Far and away the funniest, funniest card to <laughs> yeah, hit. Yeah. But it could have been anything, man. It yeah, I do agree with you, but man, it was so crazy, man. Like, the karma on that open went so crazy. It was the whimsy from you. It was the death mark for BB, even though it didn't matter in the end. But, like, getting death mark into Eye of the Dragon perk, right? And, like, killing odd for three mana was just, like, that was so insane. It's like, so funny going to Eternal and finding all of these cards that I remember just, like, you would see all the time from people because like i don't know they're they want to play something interesting or whatever where it's like deathmark i remember all the time where i'd be playing against like these weird like pink viego decks and they'd like 
play an ephemeral unit at a weird time and you're like, oh, this guy's just a fucking Deathmark player. Because that's that's why they do this. Or like Syncopation is the other card that I remember where like people would just play a weird deck and I'd be like, why is this playing Ionia? Oh, Syncopation. They're just trying to get people with that card. Yeah, that was the first time I was the first time I deck, right? But yeah. my Deathmark saw play in beta. <laughs> it was the three mana five five elusive. Uh, it was Spooky Karma was playing Deathmark with the three mana five five, uh, not elusive lifesteal, right? The ephemeral. And Deathmark is a hard to interact with card. Um, sometimes so like I, I could see it being strong, but it is funny. Karma this weekend. Um, for a deck that I think had zero press going into the weekend, obviously showed up incredibly strong on Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. it won APAC. Uh, it um got second in EMEA. And then uh, got both of the finalist spots in Americas. Um, yeah, I mean, Karma, I mean, at some point I'll find Karma, which, like, argues the point, right? Yeah. Was it literally too bad? No, it's a little higher. It was small. I think I missed it. Yeah. But you was one person. You was PB only, the robot Karma, and yeah. Karma had 11 yeah. people and made both finalists which is funny so we had 11 karmas in americas they had one in emea i'm not sure how many were in apac but karma had a really strong weekend and yeah. and obviously if you watch my games against 4lw karma didn't want to lose a game karma was in there to fucking make some win cons and uh protect some games karma popped off yeah the one of yeah, karma one, jesus one karma made finals yeah, no. Um, the funny thing about the Karma set list, though, is that like it is like ninety percent uh standard legal. I was running literally three cards that were not standard legal: is two copies of Eye of the Dragon and one Thermogenic Beam. On uh, the rest is standard legal. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, but, like the meta is gonna be probably different, so that's something to definitely consider. Sure. But it's interesting, definitely, to see that yeah. one. As so. much as people like, I don't know. I don't think we should really have Karma Set be viable because of how much people fucking hate that deck. Um, Fuck him. Fuck him. I hate Jack's Horn, and that shit's been viable. We can read that something. one, too. Uh, I'm down. <laughs> um, I do think Karma Set fulfills, like, a very important role. And I think, like, some of this, like, just Jack's Horn, just, like, shit um, is because, like, Karma Set got gutted in Standard, and we we're like, you don't get anything to replace this. Just deal with it. And it's like, okay, well, like, I don't have a control deck that just, like, goes way over the top, and I don't have Pigeon to fucking aggro these people out. So, like, all right, I guess Orn is the best thing to be doing. Shen Jarvan. <laughs> Shen Jarvan is our control deck. That is... Yeah. <laughs> lurk, what you mean? <laughs> You're the Bro. best deck in the format. Yeah, they play lurk. Deny, and they play Vengeance. Uh, deny is Shurima Deny, and Vengeance is Pike. I will say, you know, with rotation coming up, right? We know after Worlds, you know, next year, assumedly we're going to get a new rotation list. Um, and people are talking about things that they want rotated. I've heard uh, people mention Seraphine Karma Jace, and I'm like, bro, if they rotate those three, I'm done for. There's no, there's no more standard for me. That was the Sunny video, man. Like, and I love that. And I was sending it to take it, man. Like, Sunny mentioned every combo card, and I'm like, yeah, I get you, but. I do agree that playing against combo is probably the like when when you're not like when they you know jerk enough and stuff, it's definitely not fun to play against. But you know, like I, I yeah, I think it feels like people feel worse playing against combo or control than like playing against mid range. And like whether mid range is super broken or not, whether there's 15 broken mid range decks, it doesn't really matter. 
um, because it just feels less bad to lose against, I guess. So yeah, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot more complaints, you know, towards aggro combo and control. I would. No, I think that Karma should rotate. To be honest, I think Karma because I think Seffin is just the healthy version of Karma. I mean, I would criticize like some of this stuff of like, I don't know. Karma should probably go. Um, but like, I do think Standard has a serious problem of like you're trying to play decks and like there just aren't champions that you want to play like. You're sitting here and you're like, okay, I'm going to play Shurima and I want to play, like, something aggressive. Am I, like, playing, like, Azir Renekton? Because, like, that's the options available to me? Like, that doesn't sound great. Or, like, I don't know. To be clear, by the way, fuck Karma. I hate (laughs) Karma. I've always been a Karma hater. Literally day one Karma hater. Um, The issue is that we just don't have options. (laughs) We don't have ways to play the game. And I want ways to play the game. Which is why I'm here protecting every single fucking... I'm out here fighting on the front lines at every single line to protect combo. Not because I like these decks, but because I like the existence of combo and we're losing ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do agree. I, I do think that, for example, Karma should get a day, but I think that other things should get back, though. So I think, you know, I think that we should be having Kamota and Murkas, I think, should go back into standard, then uh, they're going to leave the standard this year. Or, like, the next rotation. Yeah, I mean, if we look at, like, Ionia Eternal Champions, like, okay, Aurelia, you probably can't have Aurelia and Azir, and I do think Azir is the more reasonable one to have around. Although, like, can I, like, briefly, like, question, why are we trying to have Azir Aurelia around an Eternal? Because, like, people don't like Karma Set. Azir Aurelia is the most hated deck of all time. Why? Yeah, because they buffed Desert's Wrath. And I, I like Azir Irelia would be really good if there wasn't just so much aggro running around, right? Like we ended uh-huh. up in this weird like rotation of the meta where like me playing TLC and Karma and whatever like ended up winning the tournament. But like another day, and like I might have lost to a bunch of Azir Irelia players, right? Like yeah, if we end up in the like right Popit- rotation, Popit- yeah. So I was playing a Popitaik uh, Azirelia lineup exactly. Like yeah. I think Azir Irelia is like kind of okay and like not too powerful right now, but like. This is the most hated deck of all time. You probably should not let this thing be within four feet of being playable. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I I do think so. Like one th- one redeeming thing about Aziraelia that nobody wants to admit was Aziraelia was pretty fun, and a lot of people really like playing Aziraelia. I like it. I like it. I and like I, the... I think that that's I think that's where it comes down to is like. A lot of people did like this deck. Did everybody hate it? Yes, but also a lot of people liked it playing it. To, it was very fun to play as, uh, because also yeah, I can just show it on my master points. My f- first most played champion is Azir, second is Samara, and third is Irelia. So, I mean, um, it's definitely yeah. fun to play, but like, you were able to play Azir Irelia previously, and I think buffing this deck at any point from here is just like, I don't know, like, walking to a house made of newspaper soaked in gasoline with like a lit cigarette and being like it'll be fine like what's the worst thing gonna happen like but it's i don't know it's, it's eternal I another just, i don't think i mind it i said like we're not gonna ever take earlier back but i think it's fine to have it in eternal to be honest i think it's completely fine i mean the last time we were like it it'll be fine we can like deal with a zero rally a bit like a rioter had to change games because <laughs> like we're like, oh, it, it, it's fine. You guys are just molding, and it's like, eh. I mean, yeah, I I think that uh, Azir Irelia in a turtle we have a lot more tools. Like the fact, the, the the sheer existence of 
aggro just yeah. like does goes a long way to like hold a Zyreli in check. But at the same time, I don't know if I want a Zyreli to be a part of my meta triangle, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I want it to be the prominent part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Ruben has confirmed, by the way, that like Majin and I can play in the last chance qualifier this weekend, even though we're, you know, like mathematically locked. So I don't know if I'm going to go save Donut or not, but it's it's an option. <laughs> it's an option. You should save Donut. Save Donut, bro. I do it. find that very bizarre because like, I am it's just not like not against the rules, yeah. right? Like you know whether whether it's actually good for me to be going through and knocking people out of the last chance qualifier while I'm qualified. Whether that's a good thing, I don't know. But it's not against yeah. the rules. I do think it is a little different. So I think it'd be really weird and not super enjoyable um, if you were like basically picking donut or some person that you knew you were like taking the spot from. I do think it's a little healthier that you're like, I have to enter into this event and I would theoretically be taking the spot from someone. I don't know who. It's a lot more okay. toxic when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm like fucking over Cup and helping Donut. Imagine for a second that I'm playing in the last chance qualifier and I go on a run and I'm in top four and I'm against Cup. And then I basically am making the decision of does Cup deserve to go to Worlds or does <laughs> Donut? <laughs> I, if you enter the event, you better play it out to the top two. <laughs> yeah, there's no. I it would be crazy if I went in and didn't, and I just I <laughs> chose at the end. Good. Yeah, that's not allowed. If you if you enter the event, you have to be committed to play it out. Um, yeah, yeah. But how funny would it be though? You know how funny. <laughs> yeah, you've got like lethal, and you're like. Press A and they'll flip up, and then you press A and he'll come back. Hold <laughs> <laughs> donuts hard in my hands. And <laughs> no, I mean, it would be, I think it would feel bad if I queue into like, um, you know, like Tuxin or something, right? You know, and I'm like playing against Tuxin in top four, and it's like, damn, this this sucks, right? I probably shouldn't queue. Like, I probably shouldn't. Uh, I would yeah. encourage, contact, you know, I would encourage people to not queue, but I think it gets like real weird with these people that are like yeah by the way like i think masses. only like me and majin it's like weird yeah, yeah. everybody below majin should absolutely fucking queue it's 100%. you it's you majin shilufe and key i think these i if it, i was you i wouldn't queue i think this is just making the most sense because you're all for you are locked and i think just queuing is just dumb in, yeah. in my opinion like for the Im content Imagine, like, okay, Chinos is probably a better example, but, like, ABG has his, like, tag right there, so I'm going to use him. Imagine if, like, Taiga is in top four playing an ABG member and is sitting there and is like, do I risk it? It's Taiga against Wickhelm in the final four. Yeah, and you're like, Aww. what do you do? Like, under if you knew you were qualified or whatever, you're just like, okay, teammate can get the other slot and i'll take my slot which is already kind of weird because you're like sort of match fixing but like it's especially weird when you're sitting there and you're like okay i'm probably good without this slot i don't know yeah it's i don't know definitely weird. yeah I, I said like we are talking about it again i think the issue is that the cutoff should be before yeah <laughs> the solution should be like we yeah, know who's qualified and you just don't let them play and it's like okay yeah. cool great <laughs> Agreed. Phenomenal Agreed. solution. But um, yeah, no, I, I genuinely think anyone that isn't like mathematically locked, I, it, it would be crazy for you not to queue. 
because shit happens on ladder and like you might end up falling out and if you fall out you'll never forgive yourself okay, okay but the, if you are sorry you need one point like i think if for example sorry like doesn't really need to queue though as well like <laughs> like you know yeah like, i mean no, sorry has to queue to save broken ball everyone yeah. yeah in americas it's just i kind of imagine who i think shouldn't like both in terms of like it's not worth your time, and like I think ethically, you just shouldn't. And like, yeah, it's Shlolo, it's Shlolo in in here as well, and it's key in Apex, as well. Right. The teen E. Okay, I cannot do it. Yeah, I, I think second place in Apex well. is probably also fine. So it's literally yeah. like five people. There's like five people that maybe you shouldn't yeah. queue. And of course, the Wait. people that are the qualified, then they also cannot do. Like, that's yeah. aren't there limited uh like tags or whatever that you can get or something? Am I making this up? I'm pretty sure they're like you. You get like something for doing well in this tourney, right? Yeah, oh yeah, there's like them. there's prestigious like cosmetic rewards that I'm forbidden from obtaining. Yeah, how what how well do I have to do to get those? I think three events and seven events. I might be lying, but I think three events is one of the. Oh, things. Shit, maybe I ruined someone's day one then. <laughs> I I do think I would criticize giving out like exclusive cosmetics for a competitive event and banning someone from playing from winning a different event. But they okay, can so give you they, they can give it to you like you Yeah, know, the cosmetic is like an wins. easy fix, but 3 plus wins gives you like this badge and then 8 plus wins is a super secret badge themed around an upcoming champion. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. I click the support button. That's not what I want. It's uh, it's in their most this? recent oh, okay. patch notes. I don't know if it's in this. It's uh, oh, maybe it is. Uh, oh, it's yeah. here. Do people advance the day two or receive a top sixty-four exclusive qualifier pin? Ooh, yeah. Like Ooh. I am not allowed to get this cosmetic, and it's because I won too much in a previous event. That's like, it's I don't know. Sure. I'd kind of like the cosmetic that's competitive. Like that'd be cool. I don't know. I'd... I don't know if I have, I, like, I, I assume weird... that they're gonna give it to you. Like honestly, I think they're just gonna give it to over it's qualified. Like it's whatever. I would not be surprised if they did, but like my perspective on cosmetics is I really want cosmetics that mean something rather than just like a cosmetic that shows you that I spent money. Um yeah. and like this is the type of cosmetic that I really like. Where like by far my favorite guardian is the Moonstruck Poro, the blue one. Because it basically says, like, I played this game in beta. That's what this that that's what this means. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, right. uh, I'm having a question. Uh, how many things win will be enough to qualify? Because we have no free wins at all. Is it going to be like seven wins enough to qualify in a last chance qualifier? Or? It might depend on entrance. But... Yeah, it was depend on entrance, but it might be like seven idea, I think will be. Probably I fine. think that, like, well, I, 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 nine obviously gets you in, eight will probably get a lot of people in. Um, I don't know. Seven, seven doesn't seem like high enough. Like you know, it, I, I think it'd basically Ape, be Ape, equivalent Ape, to like. Apex will be fine. Seven, seven will be Apex. Oh yeah, pro yeah. Apex one might make it into five. Like who fucking? <laughs> oh Apex. That should sure be funny though, huh? That would be funny if someone makes it at five and then like goes on a run in top cut. Yeah, he wins more games in top cut than in the day one. <laughs> Because you need to win six, right, to win the world. Yeah, that'd be so fucking funny. Also, also funny thing, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's... But I know that Ted was talking about it, that there's going to be... Because it's in client, even though you qualified, you still can play the final. Because, you know, top two qualifies, but because it's a client, there's still going to be the game happening. Yeah, you still have to play it, right? 
Uh, yeah, I guess you don't have to. You cannot. I guess you could just like not check in, but that's coward shit. It's about the clout. I don't think so, Pokey King. I think that gets like real dubious to start like not just fairly splitting the slots and like I don't know if like if a region was sending just like bad players to worlds, I think maybe you start having a conversation. But like APAC is it's sending good like players, players and like we're not short on good players. Like there are the, good the players. The question here. was uh whether or not also, APAC I'll... should have fewer uh world coins. Sorry for audio listeners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also think uh that's of course thinking that APAC did back to back better than America's and <laughs> In, in the world, so like you know, and, and America's had more swords back in the time, so like, should I like America had like one sword only? I think, but that was just I got to get it in, and that's all that works for me. Okay. That's less competition, <laughs> actually. You know, if you think about it, if you actually power level, then I think like Emi had like 50 slots, you know, fewer for APEC and you know, one America's, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that APAC should just have all the slots. It should actually just be an APAC tournament, uh, that we all just like send like one or two people to. Oh, because you had the XICADO APAC account. Oh, I get you. I, I mean, I, I mean, let's let's look at like metas. So, America's uh played 29 Jax Orn, uh, APAC played 28 Jax Orn, and EMEA played 32 Jax Orn. So, by my oh, very scientific analysis, EMEA is by far the worst region. Because they played more Jax Orn and fuck that deck. So by far the best agent because they have the, the players have brain and they play the best deck. They know? have like, to get yeah. carried by Jax Orn, is what I'm hearing. Oh my god. Yeah, it sounds right to me. That sounds, uh, I mean, or they're just smarter than us. Uh, and they just <laughs> brought more Jax Orn. Like maybe they're just smarter than us. Yeah. Do yeah. you hate to see it? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what do we got going on? So Thanksgiving this weekend, last chance qualifier next weekend. Next week is going to be ladder cutoff as well as new cards being revealed, assumedly, right? 29 is the tiebreaker, right? Yeah, the 29 yeah. is the tiebreaker in APEC, most likely happening. So, which is uh, incredible. I, if we could, like, I, you know, it, it wouldn't be haha funny if we rigged EMEA so that we could <laughs> also get uh, the grudge matches there. I think that would be, I just want more content, you know. It's gonna yeah. be excellent content. Like, you just get to watch people duke it. It's it's like EMEA finals, just straight up. Do wait, people play? If, 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 wait, if, a question: If Easy gets two points, he also gonna have coach match now, wouldn't he? Wait, because he gets two points for the top top one hundred. Oh, well, we would have a grudge match, right, with Chinos? No, because Maitri. Oh, Maitri, yeah. yeah. Oh no! Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. We, there needs to be, there would have to be a coalition. Uh, <laughs> I was talking with Keith on Twitter because Keith was like one point off or something of beginning a grudge match. So if there's a coalition that you know, gate keeps every single player uh, who's up there from getting top 25, except for Keith, so that Keith gets in, that would be just, the... Uh, let's make 25, yeah, as if the 25 accounts and just smile, just like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you're... Obviously, like, ladder is important. Um, there are people who are going to miss Worlds because they didn't grind enough ladder in one season. But do you remember, like, previous Worlds qualification where, like, ladder just was the thing that mattered? Where, like... Yeah, where it literally you just qualified to Worlds. 
Off but flat. not only that, not only did you qualify directly to Worlds through ladder, which was a thing, you also got uh, you also got like the fucking tiebreakers yeah. for the seasonals that also qualified you for Worlds. Ladder was the only thing that mattered. Yeah, ladder was every path was like, hey, go play ladder. Because <laughs> which... we had almost every time fucking seven two spot, you know. Like I, I think in the end, I think a lot of my seasonal toes was like most of because I just every time tiebreaker because I like a ladder, right? I think I got seven two. Uh, I, I think I had seven two tiebreakers like twice, maybe three times. I'm just not a ladder grinder. That's, that's not me. I like. So, yeah, I, no, I, I, I didn't get it one time only. I got a lot of seven two spots, and I did not top cut a whole lot of seasonal. So. <laughs> it's very bizarre because, like, so I I haven't actually done that badly in LR, but like I did not feel particularly good about my like resume in LR going into. St- like opens instead of seasonals because like I had a couple of top cuts but I didn't have anything incredible and like all of a sudden with like opens I, I'm doing great uh, it's a little different when, once you start cutting to top 64 instead of 32 you know Drizoth thrives yeah. I mean it's not even just that although I'm sure that does help but it's like my worst record in a open was 7 and 3 and I've had like no buys so that is not the case in seasonal. I've done very yeah, maybe, bad. Maybe, maybe I had a growth. Are you winning growths then? You know, the maybe question. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I and I, uh, I think someone from America's has to win at this point. Hmm. We have to at least, at least make finals. I mean, I mean, it's been two in a row where we haven't made it. I, I double clicked on my name, which makes this feel like a I mean, I think, slip you know, like, flexing I, thing. Like, I can give you top eight, take it or leave it. And like last time you made only only uh, Mate made top eight, you know, so maybe top eight it's like, you know. I mean um, I legitimately think America's is sending the best player. And it is flop. Um I'm pretty sure that EMEA is the best player and it's Cass. I, I do not think Cass is the like the scary thing is that they're gonna prepare together, right? Uh, so Yeah, I mean I do think Cass is up there, but I the real question is just like you know how many of it, how was it cut to cut to the top 16 or something top 8 16 16 so the question is how many of top 16 are going to be RPG members <laughs> that's the real question I mean as much as like the start of the season when it was like floppy card gamer cast like just dominating Check the off. things uh, like RPG like had a pretty mopey second half of the year like I, they, I wouldn't like, call it bad. Playing. I think most yeah, of are they like, playing though? Like, I mean, yeah. Cup was definitely playing. Uh, Chekhov definitely uh, checked the hell out. Which, like, sure. <laughs> um, but like, for how dominant they were at the start, and like, certainly like Floppy still did well and whatever. And like, they didn't do badly, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Floppy like top sixteen, like the first like six tournaments of this year or something. Um, you know, and like won a couple of them. Floppy right? like topped, uh, unless Floppy played this previous one, uh, and I don't know about it. Floppy top cut every tournament he played. He skipped some tournaments, but if he played a tournament, he top cut. Okay, I'm about to be okay. I get you, but I forgot about one EU player, of course, and that's Boxer. I don't know. Did to- oh, did did Floppy top the tournament twice? Oh, I don't fuck. think so. Like <laughs> Boxer is that good that he topped one tournament twice? You know, like I don't know. Like, yeah, I I 
Actually, Boxer is winning the Worlds, man. Like, that's the story. And it's with Serpian SI, the worst day that I've ever seen, but he's winning with it. I don't know how, but he just wins with it. I don't know. Like, the deck is so bad, but. I only topped seven of the opens this year. Boxer topped seven times in the first three opens. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm just like blown away that this man was like top cut a tournament, locks onto a spurf, top cuts again. And it's like then locks in with both, you know, like <laughs> what? Like I don't even understand because like you're cheating and you're not even cheating for a reason. <laughs> No, you wouldn't get it. I the, the the next one was you work. They they top cut and then you say fuck it. I go play on the Smurf and then lose after four rounds. It's like <laughs> they just they, yeah. Then they win the tournament. I just don't get it. Like he what was top your end cut. Game? Then he went three three and then he win the same. Thing. I don't know. Just anyone check how well did he do? How well did they do this last weekend? Uh, somebody made him. I think Crash him at him or something like that. Uh, and yeah, but he didn't top. Oh wow. Okay, he's but falling. He, but, was yeah. he playing Seraphine SI? I think he was, yeah. <laughs> There's no way, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, my, my, my faith in uh, EU winning uh, just plummeted once I heard that Boxword <laughs> didn't even top this last journey, but oh my god. Yeah, he's just evening out the player. average, getting him back to one per event. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I can't wait for the, you know, for the casters to cast Boxer, man. It's gonna be... I mean, as much fun as it is, I, I don't know. I, I have my the, strong the takes on be, what yeah. should have happened, but, like, we shouldn't disqualify him at this point. He should be allowed to play at this point, and, like, it's gonna be real shitty on the broadcast, because people are gonna yeah. be real pissed off. I mean, in chat, sure they're gonna be like, yeah, it's gonna be, I'm kind of worried about it, that it's gonna, like, shit, yeah. Like, so on one hand, absolutely, it's gonna be, it's, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people talking shit, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be sad on the broadcast. On the other hand, I wanna actually see Boxer play, bro. I, he's been fucking, like, blacklisted from broadcast this entire time. Yeah, we do We're... have obligated webcams, which is pretty cool. Bro, do we? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, okay. We get that to find out what we're in this It was last. Oh, we're gonna see boxer. Oh my god! I do see and I mean, I and guess gonna... I was given the information of like, if you can't get a webcam, you need to inform us immediately. And it's like, yeah, they okay, were sending last time. It was also necessary last time, what I remember. So yeah, boxer did play Seraphinasi. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> a turtle open doesn't matter. Homie's committed. He's committed to his queen. But you know, okay, I get you. Okay, Seraphine SI is not that good in Eternal, but you know what, what Worlds is? You know, that standard, man. So. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You're so right. Oh, Andy brought Jack's horn, bro. He's he literally just bringing the same lineup every tournament. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was in the Discord for Worlds qualification communication. I mean, it's not like secret, it's just it has a specific purpose, so. Yeah, or is it secret? And you're leaking. You're leaking. Oh, wait, you just leaked it. Oh, okay, uh, I think that it exists. Yeah, keep buy out. Icono can join though. Can 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 we disqualify Drizzle and get me in? You know what about that smiley face? You know? Like he's leaking things. You know, if Drizzle gets disqualified, I think it's Donut that gets a spot. You know. Um. Nah. Both their names are D. They're both from the same region. I mean, it's 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 natural. It's natural. Um, buy it. You winning this weekend? What? Are you winning this weekend? I'm winning. Of course, I'm winning. 
I know. I've actually, actually I figure out that I'm gonna end second apparently after sorry first first they're gonna be sorry and I'm gonna be second. Nice. Are you uh, are you gonna be preparing hard? Are you grinding hard for it? Uh yeah. I took a little bit day off, but yeah, now I'm gonna be grinding a lot and gonna be trying to figure out the meta hopefully. Okay. Well, I'm I'm wishing you luck, buddy. I want to see you at Worlds for the third time, um, God Gamer. Um, although if you don't make it. That would have us tied in world's appearances, which actually sounds easier for me to flex about. So actually, I mean, it's good for me either way. Uh, and how many uh, world's appearances do each of you have? Hopefully, Baya does not uh, make the next one so I can continue to flex about this. Wait, what's the question? How many uh, world's appearances is that? That you will be oh, tied Oh, are we on? counting getting into the qualifier as a world's appearance? Is that is that where we're... <laughs> oh my god. I I mean, you you only got in the top cup by beating a terrible player. Like, it doesn't even count. Wait, what'd you but, say? You know, I, I, I'm saying you only got in the top cup by beating a terrible player, so it doesn't really count. But also, something too different to mention is that, you know, like, LCQ is coming in, and, you know, who's good of the LCQ, you know, who has 15 records in last chance qualifiers, basically. It's me. Good luck. Yeah. Well, so you basically have to do that again, right? You have to go six plus eight, 14. You have to go like 14 and two again. Yeah, let's yeah, make a yeah. double elimination. So bias in his element and just make sure yeah, he wait, loses uh, yeah, round I, I, one and just goes. Day two is not double. That's fucked. I, I always lose first round, man. What it is what it is. Yeah. But All right. No. Um, was there anything else that we wanted to talk about? I'm out of stuff, I, so, I don't think so good luck so, by it. Uh, if he does not win, we are uh, cutting him out and uh, replacing him with Roji, so uh, he better win. Uh, everyone, uh, yeah. go cheer him along. <laughs> I think he got out of my own podcast. Oh my god. But, uh, thank you guys for watching. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we're going to be making more episodes in the future. There might be some breaks. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're going to be updating. We also plan already some, like, you know, the yearly talk and stuff, but uh, that's something that's going to be happening in the future, so check out our social and see you in the next episode. See you. Okay, bye.